This is kind of like Breakfast Club, huh? We are in a library. Well, yeah, I'm sure we've each got an issue balled up inside of us that would make us cry if we talked about it. Do you have something balled up inside of you? Oh, I get a little doozy in the chamber if things get emotional. Good morning, Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And we're here to talk to you about the NBC TV show Community. Yeah, it was a good one. So That's why we're talking about it. Right off the bat, we did not go into this with any sort of uh, opening um, or uh, uh, tagline. Yeah. So I'm, I'm here to plan this in real time oh, on the podcast. Oh, okay. We're, do- we're doing it live. I, f- I feel like the best thing to do... Okay. Is that uh, I say good morning Greendale and sure. we introduce ourselves and then I say here are your morning announcements Ooh, because I like that in the fiction of the podcast okay. that means that Dean Pelton sure. is announcing good morning Greendale and then he tells a whole story about these very six these very specific six characters over the morning announcements seven whatever a number <laughs> six okay sure. Uh, six plus Pierce. So okay, yeah, yeah, we can't call Pierce a character, can we? Uh, so yes, I th- so I think that's what we're gonna do. So I'm sure. gonna so I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna be like, "Good morning, Greendale. I'm Ben, and I'm Mike, and these are your morning announcements." See, that sounded pretty good. It does. I I, I unless I like you have that. any other. No, okay. I I had an opening bit, but I don't know if we do those anymore. Well. We got to ease new listeners in. That's true. A little, so, a little bit. Yeah. Let's let's do some of that, shall we? Instead of just coming up with our podcast on the fly. We used to do a podcast called Back to the Futurama. Mm-hmm. Um, People seem to like it. We we did all of Futurama. And so now we're doing Community. Now and I we're going to do all of Community. We're going to do all of Community. I think the big difference here is that with Futurama, we uh, expected everyone who was going to be listening was already very well steeped into futurama right and so now we've gotten a lot of people coming from that one so for this one we're gonna try to not do any spoilers or references to later episodes in the series Mm -hmm. is i think the the big thing that we're gonna try to do this time we uh, I will say that sometimes I may go with a catchphrase from a later episode. It's going to be hard to not it's do gonna that. It's going to be hard to not do that. I have already tweeted streets ahead yes. like 17 you times from our and Twitter I, account. And I responded with a gif of pop pop. So we're already bat- we're already doing we, it. We've already <laughs> lied to you. Congratulations. So, <laughs> to be fair, you could still bleep it in post. Um, I won't be doing that. So <laughs> anyways, is there anything else we'd like to say so it's more, more of our opening announcements before we go on to the long story from dean pelton well i guess like last time with futurama okay we sort of talked about how we got into yeah the thing so um, this is this was my opening wh- how bit, how so. was uh it's not really a bit that's just an interview to be fair anybody that's coming from back to the futurama knows that i ask a question that i might or may not have the answer to myself uh so how did you find community so um mine goes a little bit further back from community i was a big fan of uh derek comedy a, un, like an online uh skit troupe that inc- okay that included um the the actor that plays troy barnes okay um uh D- donald glover mm-hmm. um so i was i i enjoyed some of those skits that he was very he was in um and then i kind of kept tabs on him and he was like Oh, he's going to be on this television show called Community. I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try. And of course, as we know, I liked it a lot because now I'm going to podcast about it. For uh-huh. You probably- could be hate podcasting. Oh, I could be hate podcasting, but that's not happening. Um, it is more of a love thing. So yeah, I I watched it. In fact, um, I remember this was... Uh, so for people that haven't listened to Back to the Futurama, um, I... Well, actually, no, that didn't need anything. While I was at my first job, um, I would often throw on repeats of community the first three seasons i believe um while i was working and it actually helped me work and so uh heather my old boss if you are listening to this i apologize for (laughs) using that bandwidth but you know you you can't argue with the results 
Never apologize for using that bandwidth because, man, you got to stay sane in those kinds of jobs. It's true. Um, I was at... That being said, I did like the job. I was at a previous job. I was the guy who had to enforce mm-hmm. our bandwidth uh, use policy. And let me tell you, it was trash. Also, I can't, I can't imagine that makes you very popular at all. Oh, no, it doesn't. I had to explain to what bandwidth was to a bunch of people who didn't really uh, know how computers worked. And I was like, yeah, maybe don't stream music from like YouTube at high quality because we have a 10 megabit connection. Oh, no. In the year 2015. Oh, no. (laughs) That's not anywhere close to enough for a company. Oh, yeah. No, it was it was bad. So you were watching from the beginning, it sounds like. I'm pretty, pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure I caught it at certainly before it got canceled by NBC. I was watching. I don't I don't remember a lot of that because that was about the time I graduated from college myself and kind of got into the real world again, my first job. Uh-huh. Um but you know, yeah, I was definitely watching and I and I and I would like almost not compulsively, but it would. I would rewatch those first. I'm pretty sure three seasons over and over and over again in my cube while I was working. Uh, 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 other than like you know, if I had to work on the weekend, some football because you know, I uh, actually did not watch it uh, when it was first on the air. Okay, um, at least not not right away. I came in during the third season. Okay, I had definitely heard of this show called Community that. I don't think it was really ever advertised or explained to me very well because sure. like it never I was aware of its existence but it never was a thing that interested me. And then I ended up watching an episode because in season 3, I think, season 2 or 3, mm-hmm. they do a Dungeons and Dragons episode. Oh, of course, yes. And I pretty much spoilers as a <laughs> I don't think they do a Dungeons and Dragon episode is really a spoiler. That's true. I suppose they did that in Futurama too. Um, so uh, I I have this weird compulsion where like I need to watch D and D episodes of TV shows mm-hmm. so I can see how absolutely wrong they get it because most of the time they get it very wrong. Uh, I will hold off any judgments until we get to that specific episode. Sure. Um, But anyways, I watched it and, uh, you know, by that point in the series, there was was a lot of interpersonal stuff going on that I didn't really understand. And I'm like, I mean, I guess it's kind of funny. And then I was at a friend's place and he was talking about it. And I was like, oh, I watched like the D&D episode and it was, you know, fine. He's like, oh, but you have to watch this episode. And he showed me uh the uh multiple timelines episode that's a good episode and i was like okay this is actually pretty funny (laughs) and then i went home and it was on netflix at the time i think it was on something it's on something so i ended up watching just a bunch of it and i was like okay hey cool i'm in it now because i was wrong about this one Mm -hmm. so i was a late comer to it um and then after that, I was insufferable and trying sure. to get everyone else to watch it. Yeah, that's kind of the path as a community fan you do uh, because no one knows about it. And it's also really hard to SEO because it's uh, just a word. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not a made up word like Futurama is. It's just a word. Um, but Also, yeah. just like the thing is about us is that we only podcast about shows that are perpetually getting canceled. Yes. Or hanging by a thread. Because Apparently. that's what we like. It's what and we like. We like the things that mainstream <laughs> people don't. So, you know, I got into it right in season three. And then yeah. it's like, oh, man, they're talking about, like, canceling it. And it was this big thing. So, anyways, I came uh, came in pretty late. But it was nice because it meant I got to binge a whole lot of it. That's true. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm happy for the, the fans of Back to the Futurama who came on right at the end and said, I'm going to binge all of this. Um, I one thing I didn't didn't mention. I also am have been a huge fan of Joel McHale for a while, because um, he he did a show on E called The Soup, or it used to be Talk Soup, but then they called it The Soup. And I watched that for a while, and then he kind of advertised it a little bit on that show. And it's like, well, I like Joel McHale, and I like I, I, I like Dan, Donald Danny uh, Donald Glover. Uh, let's give it a sh- shot. And then you know, as you say, history. Uh huh. See, I don't think I was aware of any of the actors in this other than Chevy Chase like 
Sure. Well, who could not be aware of Chevy Chase? Um, I don't know somebody. So, so some, let's talk some about guy somewhere. Let's yeah. talk about season one, episode one, pilot. It's a creative name. It's a. It's the name of every season one, <laughs> episode one of basically every television show that has ever existed. Mm-hmm. So we start out at Greendale Community College. Uh, we get the morning announcements from Dean Pelton, played by Jim Rash, who is a treasure. He's incredible. Um, and we will. This is a Jim Rash fan cast, and we will accept no arguments. Our unofficial slash maybe secretly official goal is to get Jim Rash on this podcast. I'm saying it right now in season one, episode one. <laughs> we have a goal, and we're not going to stop. Until we have that goal or, I guess, finish recording episodes of this um, podcast. But he he's Dean Pelton. He's the dean of the school. And he is uh, uh, very, right from the get-go, I think they do a good job of showing off his character because he's trying to make it look like this really impressive college mm-hmm. because it's playing the, the bells that... Um, uh, you know, big like bell towers and stuff sure, play. Yeah. And then he accidentally plays like a rap song. Uh, and doesn't know how to turn it off. And it's great. It's very good. Yeah, it, uh, he, he also starts a speech, which he has on note cards, um, kind of talking about people say community college is, is a lot of things. Like it's it's for remedial teens, 20-something dropouts, middle-aged divorcees, old people keeping their minds active as they circle the drain of eternity. That's what you've heard. However, I wish you luck. <laughs> oh, these these note cards are out of one of them is missing. Can somebody look for that? I love it's such a good intro. I love how it does a, a shot to each one of our yeah. main characters as he's like, you know, washed up teen, uh, remedial teens or, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, we get each one of it, this is very, very, very clearly written for each person, including uh, 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 Chevy Chase's character. Old people keeping their minds active as they circle the drain of eternity. It's uh-huh. very good. Dean Pelton has a way with words, and I love him. So <laughs> we then cut to um, Abed, who is introducing himself. Uh, Abed, uh, of course, played by Danny Pudi. Mm-hmm. Uh, also a treasure. Also a treasure. Basically, everyone on the show. Everyone's a treasure. treasure. Except we do have an exception that I know of off the top of my head. Um, and uh, we will uh, just leave it at that, I think, for now. So, um, spoiler we will say everyone is a treasure except that one person. And it is your job to figure out through context clues. <laughs> yeah. It'll be hard. It'll be definitely, definitely a hard mystery for you, the listener, to figure out. But, you know, we'll, we'll work toward it together. So uh, Abed uh, is introducing himself and he's, he's just saying way too much. He's going into his whole life story mm-hmm. and talking about his dad and how they are Muslim. And, of course, so that means that... You know, everyone thinks that his dad's a terrorist or whatever. But he has, um, he he just has angry energy. But 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 just because his his wife left him, which I, is a lot to give up on a first meet. Yes, I mean I'm not going to give you my whole life story on this first podcast. Yeah, although I already started to. Yes, we know that you used a lot of bandwidth. A lot at I'm your first just, job. I love that bandwidth. Bandwidth waster, you. Mm-hmm. He's introducing himself to Jeff, uh, Jeff Winger, played by Joel McHale, mm-hmm. um, who is a treasure. Is a treasure. Also played tight end for University of Washington in the Rose Bowl. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. He's a very tall man. He, I think he's like 6'5". I mean, yes, he definitely looks like a very tall man. Um, it's It's one of my favorite Joel McHale facts. Y- yeah, you, you just blew my mind. Yeah, yeah I, I just, I came out the gate. And I'm here. I think you've now given us more facts about this show than we've ever given any fact about Futurama <laughs> in seven seasons of doing that. Hey, we have to learn something from the experience of Back to the Futurama. I do love Jeff's response, which is, uh, it's nice to know you and then meet you in that order. Yeah, it's very, it's a very good uh, line. Um, he, he, 
Abed also tells him, oh, uh, your question? It was a l- uh, five after 11 when you asked. <laughs> Jeff then asks about the attractive blonde lady from Spanish class. This is Britta Perry, who is played by Gillian Jacobs. A treasure. Who is a treasure. Um <laughs> An absolute treasure. This is going to make it really easy for our listeners at home to to win win the contest. Um, she it, her name is Britta, and she's twenty eight, and um, also uh, says something about like how she's got two brothers, and yeah, th- there's a lot of it, we get a lot of exposition for this episode through Abed. And Jeff says, "Oh, thank you. I see your value now." Uh, the important thing is that she's worried about failing tomorrow's Spanish test. Yes. That 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 ties into the plot a little bit. Um, Abed reacts to, I see your value now as, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me, which is a thing. It's a little sad. It is. A little is. What is the nicest it. thing anyone has ever said to you? I love you is pretty good. I suppose. I once got a, like, an ex, like, you know, you know how sometimes you do performance reviews at work? Yes. Oh, it's got the highest number of performance review or whatever. That was pretty nice. Okay. Um, I felt valued as a as a team member. I think that's pretty nice. The nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. Oh, I see. You wanted a joke. <laughs> is, hey Ben. Here is some more pasta. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's look, I had to be <laughs> I had to be very careful with that joke because my girlfriend is in the living room listening to us record this right now. <laughs> um I do like you're I, I honestly think you're being quite charitable by calling that a joke. Uh I mean I do love pasta. I know so. you for for those of you joining us uh, it, uh on our first episode of this podcast but not our first episode, Ben loves pasta. I literally have a poster in our in my kitchen of a bunch of different types of pasta. It's a thing. So we go to Professor Duncan's office. Professor Duncan, played by, of course, John Oliver, a treasure. treasure. Also, Wait, I, I love I love him. He's such a fantastic character. He yes. And it's John Oliver well before the last week tonight. Oh yeah. Like you know, very stylish nerd kind of look. He is a str- straight up dweeb. Yeah. That haircut, the sweater vest. Sure. Like the whole thing. It is just dweeb o'clock. I looked at my watch and I was like, it's dweeb o'clock. When you And asked. my watch was John Oliver with his hands, mm-hmm. like one of those Mickey Mouse watches, wearing a sweater vest. I'll say this as somebody that had that haircut at one point. I don't miss it. Uh, he's a treasure. So <laughs> yes, he, but not his haircut. That haircut. That haircut needs to go. It, well, thankfully, it's gone. Real life spoilers. So, <laughs> has anybody watched last week tonight? They were waiting to watch Community, <laughs> so they knew John Oliver's whole span. They watched him in the Daily Show, but they were waiting for this to watch him in Community, so they could watch. <laughs> exactly. I. You have to follow the career chronologically i want to meet the person that you're describing we find out that jeff and professor duncan know each other and jeff is here because he needs to get a degree because he was a fancy lawyer Mm -hmm. who faked his way uh through everything in his life uh his degree was not actually a degree from columbia the school it was a degree from columbia the country Mm -hmm. Sent as an email attachment. My, yeah, that my favorite is is I thought you had a bachelor's from Columbia, and now I have to get one from America. It it's such a good joke. I do love how even very early community, like the rhythm and and like this is is basically what community is out the gate. Like yeah. the uh pacing of jokes and the wit and the referential humor like it's all in here already this is the pilot right this is this is you know and i'm sure i'm not telling anybody anything new to 
listeners or you, Ben, but like this pilots are supposed to give you a sense of what the show is going to be and where it can go. And this one, you just, I can't imagine anybody watching this saying, I don't know where this is going to go. You can definitely see where it's going. Right. Jeff wants the answers to every test for his entire curriculum because he got... Uh, as as the high-priced, fancy lawyer, mm-hmm. he got Professor Duncan off of a uh, DUI charge mm-hmm. um, by proving somehow that when he did a U-turn across a freeway and then used an emergency call box to, get a ch- to try to order a chalupa, it was because of 9-11 and it was just, just Professor Duncan really loving this country mm-hmm. to which uh, professor duncan responds i do love america i love chalupas who doesn't love chalupas i agree chalupas are great we are pro chalupas pro- on this podcast a treasure a treasure <laughs> <laughs> i concur so anyways uh Professor Duncan keeps saying things like, you know, you need to learn and sure. and I'm not going to help you because you just you need to learn mm-hmm. something. And he says, if I was trying to learn, I wouldn't have come to community college. Uh, he uh, Duncan does tell him he's insulted the integrity of the entire institution right before he gets up and and bangs a, a golf club on the window to try to get a student to stop using the bathroom right outside. Yes. So we've already established so, sort of the quality of mm-hmm. Greendale Community College. Greendale. In the cafeteria, uh, we see Pierce. Uh, he's not been introduced yet, but it's Pierce. He's played by Chevy Chase. And he can't figure out how hot dogs work because he is trying to like... For, I don't know. I don't even know how. Like... uh. He just can't seem to figure out how to get it in the bun, and then he sure. puts on too much of a condiment. And then he just kind of abandons it in the bread. He also he also attempts to like put a hot dog into a like a paper wrapper without a bun in the wrapper. It's like what where do you think that was gonna go? But I, I understand okay, so I'm gonna go a little bit deep on the characterization okay. c- yes. characterization of Pierce Hawthorne, even from what we've just seen. Yes. And this goes a little bit further in the episode, but it, it informs this. He is Pierce Hawthorne of Hawthorne Wipes, the the moist towelet brand that is taking the nation. Apparently, uh-huh. um, he is very clearly, you know, he he he's very clearly from money. Uh huh. When would he ever have to construct his own hot dog? That's fair. Um, I think you know what I was I was gonna sit here and be like, who hasn't figured out how a hot dog works? But you know what? You might be right. He has maybe never mm-hmm. eaten a hot dog his entire life. I wasn't even saying that. I'm saying somebody's made that hot dog for him okay. because he has so much money. He probably so, has a butler so you say, or a chef. You say Jeeves, one hot dog, please, and then uh, and Jeeves knows exactly how I want it. Uh huh. And then boom, it's there, and I eat it, and I'm watching. I don't know what do rich people watch. Bloomberg is that a thing? Um, I'm going to say the stock ticker at the bottom of television programs. They don't care what's on that upper yeah, yeah. Those, part. That's just it's talking. all, it's all, you got to watch the stock tickers mm-hmm. because that's where your money comes from. It's true. That's, that's like watching the printer print more money for you. Like you're just so excited to get that money, but you got to make sure all the ink is still working in there because sure. You know, HP charges a lot for that ink, and so you really got to try to maximize money printed per page. Absolutely. Counterfeiting 101. <laughs> well, I like how we turn from rich person to counterfeiting, <laughs> and I feel like that informs a lot of this of, of this podcast, actually. Yes. Now you know how to print money. So, uh, but if anyone asks, you D- did not learn yeah, it from us. No, uh, Good Morning Greendale does not endorse counterfeiting money. Jeff comes up to Britta and he's he's already like trying to uh, hit on her and she just immediately is just like, don't hit on me, okay? And he's like, no, 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 this isn't about that. Turns out that I am a board certified Spanish tutor and I just thought maybe you would like to do a little Spanish tutoring. Yeah, Jeff is, uh, Britta finds that surprising considering he plays Bejeweled on his phone the entire class. Does anybody still play Bejeweled? Question. 
I don't know, but I'm sure people do because I know people play Candy Crush and it's basically the same game, I think. I haven't played either. I don't know the difference. I also, I, I've played Bejeweled. Okay. It's uh, a match three where you slide things around. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not played Candy Crush. It might be a little different, but it's still in, in that kind of match three family. Okay. Um, I'm giving a lot of detailed information on this episode of Good Morning Greendale. The, this is what people come here for. They come here to find out that... Boy, I hope so. ...that Jeff Winger, Joel McHale himself, played football, <laughs> that he's a tall man, and the difference between Candy Crush and mm-hmm. Bejeweled. Well, um, I hope I've... I Well, I, I did not give the information of what the difference is, so I hope I was at least in in the right zone on those i'm sure somebody that plays candy crush is gonna be uh talking to me a lot about that anyways she's like okay now uh say it in spanish and then he says uh he says a bunch of stuff in spanish we get the subtitles he says i sleep late spanish one more hour do not scratch my car but he says it in a very Mm -hmm. like pretty convincing yeah delivery if i didn't know spanish I would be convinced. And I, I mean, didn't have the subtitles popping up on him. I mean, her response is to stare blankly and then say, I need to study more. <laughs> so I'm going to just posit that the easiest people to fool that you know Spanish is Spanish 101 students. Yeah, that's pretty true. Because it's all the benefit of someone who doesn't speak the language. Mm-hmm. Plus, somebody who wants to try to pretend like they know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Easy audience. Well, it, it's good that Jeff chose the audience You know what did. magicians say? The best audience is a Spanish 101 audience. Sure. <laughs> you know, when I, was, when I was in Spanish 101 myself, we had a lot of magicians in there. I don't know why, but it, it did kind of help me learn it. Como se dice, pick a card in Espanol. <laughs> For those of you still remaining after that joke, thank you for st- sticking with us. I took five years of Spanish, and I've forgotten so much of it that mm-hmm. I cannot remember how one would say, pick a card. Um, <laughs> but you remember how to say, how do I say in Espanol? Of course, you need it for how do I say something in Spanish jokes. It's See, a very important part the, of my comedy yeah. toolkit. <laughs> And you know what they say, when everything looks like a, how do you say Sp- in Spanish joke, everything is a hammer. Como se dice hammer in Espanol? I wish I knew, because then that would be uh, satisfying, I'm sure. I will say that uh, Jeff then introduces himself, and he's, he's he says, I'm Jeff, or jefe, which I always loved because jefe means boss. Yeah. And when I was in Spanish, I was in Spanish with a a kid named Jeff. And for whatever reason, people started calling him Jefe. And my Spanish teacher was always just like, that's not a name. (laughs) And he just rolled with it. Maybe it's just a nickname. Hey, boss. Like, totally. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, I have to imagine after the first time, like, the Spanish teacher goes, no, that's not a name. That means boss. And then after that, everyone's just like... Cool, it's a joke now. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Como se dice Jeff in Espanol? Jefe. Done. Nailed it. Done. You nailed the joke. So... Clean dismount, that's a 10. You got all 10s from the uh, judges, except for the uh, Polish judge. I don't know. Gave him you seven. Britta goes off, and uh, he immediately turns to... Well, he doesn't really turn to. He's talking to, but does not look at the cafeteria worker and he says it shouldn't be too hard to fake a study group right she is what what are you saying and he says that i was raised by tv to think that every black woman over 50 is a cosmic mentor so i do good start i do love when community just calls out blatant tropes (laughs) like that that's so good i mean this is this and and not to like make a joke out of it this is kind of why i like coming to community for the fact that it's it does get kind of meta sometimes but it does like speak that kind of like 
this is a ridiculous thing we've decided to do for no reason. To be meta, you have to be at least a little self-aware. And so community does that. So then we cut to the study room. Jeff is there waiting for Britta. And then she comes in and he is immediately just like, he pulls out a like really crumpled up Mm -hmm. piece of paper and just like, oh yeah, no, here's, here's the, the, uh, study group contact sheet so just like put your phone number and you know blah 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 i i will say uh i really like the small joke of jeff practicing bienvenido 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 and then he, he and then Brittany comes in and like benvenuto it's like good job you did it <laughs> so jeff is immediately just like so like you know what's your deal uh she says that she's not she's not good at small talk so jeff says What's your deal? And is God dead? <laughs> Which is such a wild left turn in that sentence, and I love it. Uh, so Britta explains that she dropped out of high school to impress Radiohead. You never know what gets back to them. I mean, we've all thought about, like, in my, in my most Radiohead-obsessed mm-hmm. times, I was like, you know what? I bet if I drop out of high school, what's up, Radiohead? You know, I, I agree with you, um, and mine is not dropping out of high school or Radiohead, but every podcast we do is trying to impress Weird Al. <laughs> it's true. I got him into the, into the first episode of, of Good Morning Greendale. So uh, she joined the Peace Corps. She got tear gassed at a World Trade Rally. Did some foot modeling. Mm-hmm. Her deal, really, when it comes down to it, is honesty. If you're honest, she'll like you. Uh, when when she directs the question back at him, he's like he stammers for a little bit. It's like, honestly, on, honesty as well, because uh, I'd say anything to get what I want, and I want you to like me. I mean, that's honest. It's honest in a manipulative way. <laughs> I mean, he's a freaking lawyer, it's so true. I mean, it tracks. Yeah. At that point. Abed shows up because Britta invited him. I love how they all just kind of woo at each other for a bit. Like Britta's like, Abed, woo! And 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 Abed's like, woo, and and Jeff's like, woo? I mean it's it's all different levels of woo that I really let's, enjoy. Let's be real though. I would totally be friends with Abed. Like, I wanna I wanna be like, you know, I want it to be cheers, and then Abed walks in and we're all like, Abed! Just like that, right? Oh, it would be just wonderful. And then I tell a bunch of made-up facts, because in this case, I'm Cliff. So I'm a mailman who is just making up things all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and I think it... that makes you Woody. Cool. Uh, I have no <laughs> idea. Never watched Cheers. I don't. Please don't at me. I'm not watching Cheers. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I'm going to at you. Anyways, um, <laughs> Jeff immediately is like okay abed here's the contact sheet and then uses the phone number on that contact sheet to immediately text abed who gets a text and then reads it out loud that says say you have to pee i need to talk to you he says it out loud because he's this is the first one he's ever gotten the first one so he's like what do do i even do what does it mean what is going on and then i just i don't know man Hmm. Mm -hmm. weird yeah Hmm. um we also, I don't want to skip over it. Uh, Abed does also think that this is going to be a lot like the Breakfast Club, um, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I'm sure we'll have, we'll all like have feelings, and and we've got some issue that's just balled up." And Britt is like, "Do you have something balled up inside of you?" Well, I've got a doozy in the chamber, unless it gets heavy later. S- such a such an Abed <laughs> reaction. I love it. Abed is great. This is why I would cheer when he comes into my cheers bar as. Agreed. The, the norm of the group. Absolutely. Uh, this is when Jeff gets his own text uh, from Professor Duncan, getting him to go to a football field for a conversation, uh, which he has decided to abbreviate CON4S-8-TION. Uh-huh. CON4S8-TION on football field now with three explanation points. Mm-hmm. Jeff goes to meet Duncan out on the football field and Duncan immediately wants to know if Jeff knows the difference between right and wrong. 
Uh, Jeff is a little distracted because of one of my favorite things of this episode, and I'm sorry to move it back, but I just really love this. Uh, Duncan tells Jeff to act natural and just act like you're watching the athletic proceedings. And Jeff says, I can't not watch them. Look at that guy who's tra- trying out for the track team. He's older than the game of poker. And then the the, the firing gun goes off and it's like, oh, he's kind of trucking. It's true. He is a, he's a pretty athletic old dude. And I love that whole s- sequence. I love the whole bit. I just, I'm sorry, I had to. I, I mean, can't. there's, there's going to be a whole lot of good bits. <laughs> it's true. Um, so Jeff's stance on right versus wrong is that as a kid, he learned early that um, basically uh, he can get whatever he wants by just making stuff up. Yeah. And if, if he tongues long enough, he can make anything right. So either he's God or truth is relative. Booyah. Yeah, booyah is a very important. Thing. That's that is Chekhov's booyah. So you can't leave that out. Yes, we're making that joke still. They do it all the time on Veronica Mars Investigates, and I feel very vindicated about my use of it on Back to the Futurama. And so I'm going to use it here, and you're just going to deal with it. <laughs> so they kind of have a bit of an argument where um, Jeff, uh, basically Duncan, gets painted as a five year old girl. In the pecking order of little girls, apparently. I got very confused by it. Jeff talks very fast and very... Uh, he just he says a lot of things at you until you agree, which is basically what he does to Duncan. It's true. Because then Duncan agree. agrees at the end. When all is said and done, um, Duncan agrees. To which he Jeff walks away. He's like, fine, great. Why am I still shouting? I'm bringing attention to myself. Jeff goes back to the study room. More people are at this study room now because Abed invited them. We get introduced formally to, um, and we don't get any other backstories yet, but we actually see now Annie played by mm. Allison Brie, a treasure. A treasure. And Troy, who is played by Donald Glover, mm-hmm. a treasure. treasure. And, also, Shirley, who is played by Yvette Nicole Brown, mm-hmm. a treasure. Um, a treasure. Sorry, I was, I was swallowing. <laughs> yes. And, and Pierce is also there. And Pierce is there, who we met at the hot dog thing. <laughs> God, don't, please don't say it like that. It's too late. It's in there. Oh, dang it. I can't edit that out now. Ignore uh. the fact that I edit this. <laughs> It's impossible to remove. It has glued itself into the track. It is unremovable. <laughs> Glue is a thing that happens in audio editing. Today I learned. So uh, Jeff is like, oh, and Britta is not there. Yes, um, Britta is not there. And so Jeff's sole reason, his, his only reason to have even started any of this is not even here. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to go use the bathroom and I'm going to take my coat and my keys and my phone, you know, just in case. And then he tries to escape. Yeah. Uh, outside, as Jeff is leaving, Britta sees him and says, busted. Um, this is when uh, Jeff stammers for a bit and then Britta admits that she smokes. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Jeff is like, you know, I hate to say it. I think they're untutorable, which is a fun word to try to say. Mm-hmm untutorable untutorable uh she uh he tries to get british to study over drinks or you know dinner you, you know, know either way it's fine Brita Brita says we should prioritize and study first and if they are untutorable we'll leave early and jeff says oh they will be untutorable you know to himself because sure. that's what real people do in real uh-huh. life they mutter to themselves their schemes they certainly do the super villain thing of ha so they will be <laughs> uh jeff back in the study room um we start doing real introductions um this is where pierce reveals that he is the heir to a moist towelette fortune mm-hmm. the ha- hawthorne wipes uh and then as i put in my notes um yeah this literally my note is pierce hawthorne as in hawthorne wipes and then is immediately racist to everybody (laughs) 
those are his two defining yeah, he, traits. Yeah, uh, he yeah he either gets uh, the name wrong. Mm-hmm. He gets Troy's name wrong, um, and is inappropriate towards you know racism for mm-hmm. Abed, and way too intimate with Shirley. Just inappropriately intimate with Shirley. Uh huh. Um, Abed is meanwhile very into this whole Breakfast Club vibe. That's like mm-hmm. he wasn't really expecting it to go down like this, but he is really into it now. Sure. Uh, because it's Abed and that's what he does. I do really love, like, there's a lot of stuff that is said in this yes, scene and I don't want to hash out all of it, but I do love how, uh, Shirley calls Pierce on, uh, how he's been sexually harassing mm-hmm. her since the, since day one. Mm-hmm. And, um, Pierce says, why would I harass somebody who turns me on? And then national treasure donald glover national treasure uh international world treasure world treasure universe treasure donald glover playing troy barnes says saying she turns you on is the harassment dude yeah like it's it's a very very good thing that he did um we find out that uh troy is a former high school quarterback and a prom king um he still wears his letterman's jacket um and he mm-hmm. lost a football scholarship because he injured himself doing a keg flip. It's very hard. It's very hard. Um, to the point where he corrects Annie when Annie says yeah. it's, it, he was it, doing a keg stand. It's yeah. like, nah, not a keg stand. Keg uh, flip. flip. It's very important. Uh, it, we learned about Annie that she went to the same high school that Troy did, uh, Riverside High. Um, and But uh, she got addicted to pills. Uh, dropped out and was called Little Annie Adderall. And then everybody starts yelling and arguing. And then Abed slams his ha- hand down on the table and does a word for word. Uh, you know what I got for Christmas? Cigarettes. Like he's doing the whole. S- smoke them up, Johnny. He's doing the whole breakfast it's club thing. so great. And just the fact that everyone else in the room is silent while mm-hmm. he is delivering a, a um oral interpretation <laughs> piece from the yeah. breakfast club um there are a couple of very small touches that i really enjoy of that particular piece it's the like immediate there there's a shot that shows like everybody like inching away from him in a really distorted mm-hmm. way that is great i love yeah, it's like a real like wide angle yeah, lens yeah. shot uh, i love how abed like after he finishes delivering it he looks kind of self-satisfied that it's very very cute and then jeff's reaction of well that's just from the breakfast club is mm-hmm. very well delivered um it's true abed does look extremely satisfied like that was the bullet he had in the chamber yeah that he that's he fired Chekhov's breakfast club <laughs> club gun why did we call this good morning greendale when we could just say greendale mostly a Chekhov's gun podcast though <laughs> We can still change it. It's true. We have not released the episode yet. Um, <laughs> I'll have to redo the artwork. I'll have to buy a new domain name. It's fine. It's fine. It's, um, it's just money, right? You could print that like we discussed earlier. Print, exactly. You just got to make sure you've got enough ink in the printer. That's how HP makes their money. They just print their own. Uh-huh. It's true. And then they sell the firstborn that you sold them mm-hmm. to pay for more ink. No, they just keep... They just, yeah, they have the ink. They are the supplier. Well, no, I'm saying that you sell them your firstborn son. Okay. Because you need more HP ink. Okay, so then they have your firstborn. They have your firstborn son. Now, they can either set your firstborn son to work in their ink mines. Mm-hmm. The ink mine. Or perfect. they can sell your firstborn son to the next highest bidder. Mm-hmm. So they've got two modes of income from that. They're really diversifying. Yes, I honestly don't know where to go from here. So, uh, Good Morning Greendale does not endorse counterfeiting money. Uh-huh. I feel like we need to keep saying that if we keep going deaf for to the legal well. reasons. <laughs> uh, it's at this point Professor Duncan calls Jeff, and he introduces himself as Professor Duncan. It's Professor Duncan, but he do- that was a pretty good. That's actually a pretty good <laughs> Professor Duncan trying to disguise it. Do that. Do that again. It's Professor Duncan. Hey, okay. I, <laughs> I liked found it. another voice. 
you can you can do John Oliver trying to pretend like he's not <laughs> being John Oliver. So that's a very important nailed it. Very important uh, impersonation to do. Yeah. So uh, Jeff gets into Duncan's smart car, uh, which is a very funny car for him to drive. Um, and Duncan gives him uh, it, it has the answers for him. Is this padded Manila envelope just packed to the brim with? Mm-hmm. Uh, test answers mm-hmm. and it's covered it's taped up and like everything it looks like a drug deal it 100% it, it looks does. like what a nerd like duncan thinks a drug deal looks like which informs so much about duncan <laughs> it's so i love duncan i i john I, oliver a treasure a treasure i do wish he showed up more but i understand why he doesn't sorry that's spoilers but duncan's great um, so Duncan is, is trying to figure out what he gets from this transaction. And he's like, well, what about your Lexus? Jeff is just, he's not into it. I mean, I get where Jeff is coming from. But Professor Duncan is basically like, you know, if if you don't pass, like you're never going to get mm-hmm. your uh, uh, license back and you're just not going to make any money. And like, you're just doomed. You're going to flounder yeah. in this community college for all time or he's going to take the easy way out for four four years so jeff says what am i supposed to drive duncan says well you could take this it's good for the earth and jeff responds with so is wiping your butt with a leaf but that's not how a man gets around which is mixing of two things but i love it i would be impressed if wiping her butt with a leaf did get you around so i mean i guess you're right it is a truthful statement because you can't get around while wiping because of wiping it it is not a mode of conveyance you're not like well gotta gotta commute to work and then you pull out a leaf that's not yeah that does make it a little bit trickier when you uh when you have a car that's named uh you know the nissan leaf Oh, I suppose you could wipe your butt on the car uh-huh. while driving uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It is how a man gets around now. Nissan the outsmarted future. Jeff Winger. Good job, Nissan. You did it. <laughs> Nissan, the uh, the hero of the story of, of community. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a lot to follow that up with. Um... That's that's when we know that we've gotten to the the real joke of the thing where we're like I don't I don't know where to go now. So Jeff is like fine. He takes the answers, um, and then he goes back and toward the study room. Britta is upset. She is outside mm-hmm. the study room. Everyone is still arguing inside. Uh, at one point, Troy yells, "I'm the Barack Obama of this room." That's a real uh, power move. It certainly is. Jeff is just like, yep, that's what I thought. Untutorable. I want to go get some Thai food. Like, it sounds good. I'll say that. <laughs> Britta is just like, look, I know that you, you know, you're doing this to try to get in my pants. And she thinks it's all just disgusting that mm-hmm. he is pitting his fellow man against each other just to try to get a chance to do the nasty with Britta. Right. It's just a game to Jeff. Throughout that whole speech, Jeff is still trying to score a date. Um, mm-hmm. He's still trying to. Um, he he goes into the study room and starts his speech about how humans are different from animals, uh, other animals, because humans are the only ones that observe Shark Week. Which is not an incorrect observation. It's an interesting observation to make in this time frame, though. I'm going to dress the cats, my cats. In shark costumes next okay. shark week. So that that way... you The way you delivered that, I didn't know if it had <laughs> any connection to what we were discussing at all. My girlfriend is in the other room looking at me now. Because she knows how impossible that's going to be. Because they are her <laughs> cats. And anyways, I'm going to dress them up like sharks so that they observe shark week. So I too, like the Nissan Leaf, can prove Jeff Winger incorrect. I like how we're all just proving Jeff Winger incorrect. That is the goal. Two goals of this podcast. <laughs> Prove Jeff Winger incorrect and get Jim Rash to come talk to us. Mm-hmm. And a maybe, treasure. And maybe Jim Rash, uh, a treasure, of course, uh, can also prove Jeff Winger wrong. <laughs> and then we've got both in, uh, both of them in uh, one shot, and then uh, we did it. 
Uh, so yeah, he gives this whole speech about how the thing that makes humans human is that we can ascribe good feelings and meaning and emotions to anything. Right. He demonstrates by being like, let's say I take this pencil and call it Steven and then snaps it in half. And sure enough, Abed is even like he like he audibly like mm-hmm. ah! we can give ben affleck an academy award for screenwriting people can find good in anything <laughs> except themselves you know i right at the gate we're just digging on ben affleck we gotta get after ben affleck in particular and i'm here for it so he says and you know in one of those jeff winger is an interesting character in that he is an awful person who mm-hmm. occasionally says very good things, but not for the right reason. Right. Yes. That is, that is kind of my, f- n- not to say favorite thing about Jeff, but it, it is like the thing that keeps drawing me to Jeff. It's a very intriguing character. Uh, so he says, turn to the person next to you. I want you to extend to that person the same compassion you extend to Sharks, Pencils, and Ben Affleck. Because like, you know. I, that's fair. I, I think that's a... We can... We can find good things in ben affleck's screenplays we can find good in our in our neighbor yeah and and again it's it's the the sweetest thing to say for just the worst reason possible because he's still trying to get with britta Mm -hmm. you know so as you do um so now that uh, he indicates that now you've stopped being a study group you're a community now. And they did it. They said the they thing. They said it in the first episode. They said it. So Jeff gives his big speech. Everyone's kind of like, okay, except Abed, who's just really into it. Mm-hmm. He's clapping and he's just really excited. Maybe because he knows they just said the name of the show. I think that's why. And then Jeff says, now if you'll excuse me, I have a dinner engagement with Britta. And she just gives him this look, this very sweet, innocent, but like, uh, like, like a five-year-old innocent yeah. that like, we all know that you're not innocent, but you're trying to give an innocent look. Mm-hmm. And she says, I lied. Her whole thing is honesty. Yeah, well, she also doesn't like to be played. So It's true. And then Jeff freaks out and he's just like, you know what? Fine, whatever. I have all the answers. I just make things mm-hmm. up because I'm a lawyer. That's what I do. And everybody audibly gasps when uh-huh. he says he's a lawyer. He, he also says, I... I I had a great job before I came to this school-shaped toilet. Mhm. Which is such a great I'm I think I'm just going to give you quotes on this show, Ben. Abed responds to this by saying, "I thought you were a Bill Mur- I thought you were like Bill Murray in all of his movies, but really you're more like Michael Douglas in on any of his films." In response to this, which I want to preface as a just a terrible thing to do in general. It's, it's a burn. Uh, it's something. Uh, Jeff's like, you have Asperger's, and walks out, and it's just what the mm-hmm. what what the Jeff. Um, and you know, naturally, Troy and um Pierce laugh about the name. Um, although interestingly, Asperger's is not an actual uh, diagnosis anymore. It's all been combined oh. into the um autism spectrum disorder in the DSM five. So, uh, the more you know. Maybe it's just to get jerks to stop laughing about the phrase Aspergers. I f- I feel like because it feel I believe that's a person's name for named after. Yes. The, I feel bad for that person. It's it's true because it's a name and that that can't be fun. I always thought I got made fun of uh, a lot for having the last name Mooney because mm-hmm. I got a lot of people talking about mooning and whatever. Sure. And then I met people with like, oh boy, I didn't I didn't realize how easy I had it. Yeah. Yours just was a butt. Mine was just a butt. Everybody's got one of those. Yeah. I've got a friend. His last name is Reddick. Red Dick. That's his last name. Yeah. Not great. Boy, I got off lucky. You got off real good. Um, Yes. So uh, Pierce does say, and I think think this is part of the fun of Pierce because Mm -hmm. he's awful. Yes. But the fact that he thinks he's so clever because he's like... Because uh, they're laughing about Asperger's, and Annie says, it's a serious disorder. And Pierce says, well, if it's so serious, why don't they call it meningitis? <laughs> and he just, he's like, the delivery is just like, I'm Pierce, and I'm so clever. Yeah. And um, I do 
love that about his character, even if he's not a character I'd want to go get a beer with. Sure. Yeah, he's not... He he, uh, he does do some stuff later on that is... Yeah, even from now, it's not like somebody I want to spend time with, but knowing things. Jeff walks outside and he's like, whatever, I've got all the freaking answers. And so he opens up this package that he's been holding, the like pretending to be a drug deal package. And he opens it up and is just a stack of blank papers, except the very bottom one that just says, Booyah. Booyah. Chekhov's Booyah. We told you it was coming. And there it is. You should have paid attention when we told you it was Chekhov's Booyah. There's a quiz. In fact, it's now. Was there a Chekhov's Booyah? Yes. The answer is yes. You failed. Back in Duncan's office. Duncan is very, very happy with his life choices. He is celebrating with a glass of wine. When Jeff kicks the door. (laughs) And Duncan is like, Jeff, I have given you a lesson. The tools that you used out there will not help you at all. In Greendale. Jeff is why Jeff says, Why are people trying to teach me things at a school that has an express tuition aisle? Duncan is like, and I'm keeping the car and Jeff to keep the integrity of the lesson. Of right. Course. Uh and Jeff just gets real like forceful about it and grabs the keys back and Duncan's a little terrified and he's like, Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, we cool. We cool. And then Jeff leaves and he's like, We cool. <laughs> I love Duncan. The, so much. John Oliver's delivery of that line is just perfect. Mm-hmm. It's it so is, good. It is exquisite, John Oliver. Are we cool? Are we cool? We cool. Outside, Pierce runs into Jeff and he's like, You remind me of myself at your age. I deserve that. We find out that Pierce has been divorced seven times. And he says, Sometimes it feels like I'm doing something wrong. You keep getting married. I feel like this is the essence of their entire relationship. Yeah. Here in the first episode. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty much there. I'm just, like, again, like, we'll get into it in future episodes, but, like, I'm just astounded at how much they nailed yeah. the show. Yeah, they nailed characters. They knew where they you wanted know what to go you're the characters. When you watch this. Um, they, they wanted to know, who, they knew who the characters were and where they were. Uh, some of them, they I feel like they knew where they were going to go. Some of them, maybe less so. Troy comes out and he has questions about his letterman jacket because he's like, you know, I mean, this was who I was and like everyone keeps making fun of me for it. So do I take it off? Like and Jeff uh, gives the advice. You lose it to keep them or you take it to piss them off. Either way, you're doing it for them. This wrinkles Troy's brain. Yes, you just wrinkled my brain, which is such a good I, I can't believe that left my lexicon. It's coming back. I'm putting there's it back gonna, in there. There's going to be a lot of community-isms <laughs> that just like seep their way back into my yeah. speaking. Sarah out in the hall just gave me a look. So. Pop up! En- enjoy all the community references <laughs> that are going to happen. Jeff reveals that you know he's faked his way through everything in life he's not sure he really knows how to do real work yeah and he reveals to everybody that he doesn't have any the answers because the test answers were all fake um check off booyah check off booyah he says the funny thing about being smart is you can get through most of life without ever having to do any work uh so jeff is being real sad and everyone else everyone else is out here now and they are all just signing all around him yeah. to be like oh you know he's like sad and yeah you know. they're, they're mouthing things and and abed's like uh can oh am i going deaf can you hear me can i hear me speak right now and everybody's like yes 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 i love abed he's so, so much. good um uh, th- uh britta gives an offer invitation to jeff back to join the study group again and everybody heads back in and abed says i'm sorry i called you michael douglas and i see your value now uh jeff says it's the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me and then we close out with a very weird cover of Don't You Forget About Me because mm-hmm. the Breakfast Club thing. Sure. Um, I'm sure it was what they could get the rights to. I mean, I also feel like it's it's perfect community to be like, yeah, we're like getting real close. But like, I mean, but also I guess it is a pilot. They probably, yeah. their budget was probably like, we need the cheapest cover right. of they, Don't You Forget About Me. They don't have Kiss from a Rose money. It's true. Then we get to the credits 
And that means it is time for grade. So this, I mean, it's it's it is hard to uh, give a grade to a pilot, but I, I think based on our discussions, like you could tell that they knew so much of who the characters were, and that no, nobody felt like they were um, like afterthoughts. Like sometimes in in pilots, it's like, oh, we'll figure that characterization later. Right. Everybody has pretty much the essence of who they are already. Like you've got even Shirley who they've sometimes who who is an interesting character to to revisit uh they have her as you know nice and sweet until you poke at her too much and then she will throw uh grab the back of your forehead and push your face through a jukebox yes uh, which is a line that they said in the show that we did not mention but it's very good i mean the th- the thing is this show uh, compared to futurama there is just so the dialogue just comes at you so fast yeah. we're gonna miss a lot of references That's true. and just and, watch the show it's great yeah and, and i think that that rapid pacing for the jokes is is also very on display too like it feels it doesn't so some pilots don't feel like the rest of the show it's true they have to, lean into it and figure out what everything is right i mean feels like an episode of community yeah like i mentioned arrested development earlier a show i've watched a million times and the first episode is just like i don't know here's some people i guess whatever it's fine you'll figure it out yeah um but but this pilot it just it it is community it's a and i think it's a good episode of community because you get so many of the jokes you get a lot of good characterization you you know i i i adore the, the pilot um I'll give it a, I'll give it a B for okay. potential, potential. Um, we should also point out that much like our previous grading scheme, um, we are grading this against all co- episodes of community. So like, you know, the best a community episode can be and the worst it can be, uh, right. not just, not like TV as an episode of TV in general. Um, right. we're, we're because I feel like otherwise we skew pretty high on grades. That's fair. Um, well, we well we we may we we don't know where we're gonna get uh, um, later on. So yeah, I agree with a lot of stuff you said. Um, as a pi- it's probably one of the best pilots I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, like actually as a pilot because pilots are tough. You've got to introduce all the characters and the setting and the tone and. Uh, you know, there's there's inevitably going to be some differences. Like they haven't even gotten their theme song yet. Um, right. for this, like you know, there's there's going to be some differences, and you just kind of have to roll with it. But if you want to get, you have the challenge of trying to get picked up by a network, mm-hmm. and you have the challenge of trying to set all of that tone out of the gate. Um, and knowing what I know about community, they did a really good job of setting out. This is what the show is going to be. And I love it. Um, with that said, as an episode of community in and of itself. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be in an A territory no, because not. you know, you, it is like, 50%. Oh, hey, here's Britta. This is what her whole deal is. Oh, hey, here's Annie. We have to tell her backstory. Sure. Like, uh, so I would agree. I would say it's a, a good, solid B. Mm-hmm. Um, just because as a standalone episode, a pilot is is very tough. Um, but Agreed. yeah, I do I, I do absolutely think it's, it's basically like the best pilot yeah. that a show could ask for, really. Yeah, and to your point about exposition, I think they they did it in a very clever way of like having them have be like pitted against each other almost immediately to point out the negative things and the positive right. things, and and I thought that was a really good way of doing that. Um, and especially uh, when Abbott kind of introduces himself um, after giving Jeff his life story, it also fits the character to me. So right, um, I think they they like I said they really knew the characterization going in. So we would like to know what you all think about this, the pilot episode of Community. Um, you can do that uh, a couple of different ways. This is our pilot episode. <laughs> we, so are, we're, we are still trying to figure out the setting. We are still working on all of the stuff. We do have a Twitter account, which is at Good Greendale, mm-hmm. all one word. 
uh, please tweet at us there. Otherwise, for email and other links, uh, we do have goodmorninggreendale.com, where you can find all of our social stuff, Mm -hmm. places to subscribe, to send to your friends if they think they would like the show, Uh, links to our, our Patreon uh, which has rolled over from our previous show. So I do want to thank, uh, out of the gate, um, all of our current Patreons who, at the time of this recording, have not stopped giving us money. Thank you. Um, we took a bit of a break between Back to the Futurama and, and Good Morning Greendale, so thank you for sticking with us. Alex, Amity Armstrong, Andrew Corner, who I think I... Sp- did that right this time. Coriel Pondy, Jen Freeman, Jessica, Laura Sanner, Matt McGuire, Matthew Lee, Steamed Ham Champion Dylan Haggett, <laughs> and Stefan Ito. Thank you so much for uh, giving to us on Patreon. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, we really appreciate those that can like this show enough to give us money but if you even if you got to the end of this episode and thought i'll listen to more of these on their pilot then we 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 thank you and we love you for uh, for coming on the journey with us you can find a link to that patreon um it's currently patreon.com slash back to futurama i don't know if i'm gonna update that or not (laughs) but it's the right one don't worry and i think that's gonna do it for us until next time when we talk about the second season Second season? Uh, we're, we're we're done skipping. with the first season. We're picking an episode per season. One that would be terrible. It would be the worst. It's the only way a Simpsons podcast could work. Yes. Because um, otherwise we'd die if we did it. Yes. So uh until next time when we're talking about the second episode of Community, uh we don't really have a sign off. Uh what what do you do when you're done with announcements? What was what was Dean Pelton's like last card on the thing. I wish you luck. <laughs> we could just I like do that. that. No, I like that. Let's do that. <clears throat> uh, so until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. I, I wish, wish you luck. luck.